May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts always be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Merry Christmas. The movement of God and God's love is simply unstoppable. The movement of God and God's love is simply unstoppable. We receive that blessing and that hope today in this incredible prologue to John's gospel where the very word of God who was with God and who was God has now come into this creation, into this very human nature and is working still on this very day. The movement of God and God's love is simply unstoppable. So the implications of the word made flesh, they are playing themselves out this very day as we, God's children, gather to worship God in trust and love and with thanksgiving. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, any person familiar with the scriptures of the children of Israel in the first century When they heard what John said, the beloved disciple and apostle in this gospel of John, they would have immediately heard and gone back to, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? This is the same word in Greek that the Hebrew Bible starts with. But John, the apostle, after a whole lifetime of reflecting on the resurrection of his friend and Lord Jesus, after a whole lifetime of serving, ministering in his name, and allowing the Spirit to fill him with these words, he starts his gospel in the beginning because he wants to signal to everyone that this is the beginning of the new creation. In the beginning in the Hebrew Bible is in fact God's good creation, but in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and now the Word has become flesh and dwelt, tabernacled in real time, in real history with people like us. This is the beginning of God's new creation. So we want to keep that in mind today uh, as we look at our passage. Now, on Christmas Eve, I tried to capture the sense of the magnitude of the infinite movement of God, the infinite lengths that God has gone to in order to come to us and to love us and to offer a relationship of communion with the divine and with the divine love forever. And so I went to great lengths to try to do that. And we left off on that Christmas Eve sermon with the admonition, are you really going to take God God up on this offer? That God has risked everything in vulnerability, in allowing us not to respond to his love, But God has offered everything in the incarnation, the life, the death, the resurrection of His Son to give us 
eternal life, to give us this relationship. And in John's language, he has given us the power to become children of God. Not born in the normal way, but born of God, from God. Meaning, a new birth from above, born by the Holy Spirit. So in some fashion, we have to decide, are we going to enter into this relationship? And then, what would entering in actually look like? And that's what I want to concentrate on today. Well... God loves his own creation, and he moves to perfect it. That's what's going on in this new creation operation. Uh, That's what's going on in this movement of the incarnation. And God loves his creatures and offers his love to them, as we said. So we have the act of the actual incarnation, the enfleshment of the word or son of God, And that is what we celebrated on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Of course, it took place historically in the birth of Jesus. But the love of God continues to move, and it continues to move as Jesus grows up and begins to teach about God, to teach about the kingdom of God, to teach us about the age to come, taught us about eternal life in Him. And that love of God continues of course, in the offering of the God-man on the cross for our sins to be forgiven. Uh, It continues as the love of God uh, raises Jesus up out of death, and death was defeated, and life reigns for all. God's love continues as all will be raised on the resurrection on the last day. The love of God continues as the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to empower and transform us to be children of God. And that begins in holy baptism. The love of God continues to act and move in the power of the Holy Spirit as it transforms our hearts, our minds, our souls and wills to love our neighbors, to have mercy And forgiveness for all, to be generous, and especially generous to the poor. To see Christ in all persons, to see the incarnate God somehow present in all of the humanity that he seeks to save. The love of God acts as the Holy Spirit gives us power in all these ways to become his children because we've been given this new birth. Now, if we're going to be children of God, we're going to be like the parent, like the father, like God. If we're born of God or from God, there will be a natural link and a characterization from the one to the other. That's where it gets a little more challenging. But the love of God continues to move until all people are raised to life, and God's glory and His presence fills the entire creation and is experienced by all, one way or another. And the promise of God's plan revealed to us will be beyond anything that we can ask or anything that we can imagine. That's the vision of the new creation. God's movement and God's love is simply unbelievable. 
unstoppable. So, what are we to do now? That's really the question. Well, interestingly enough, the incarnation of God continues to work within us. We actually continue the incarnation personally and corporately as the body of Christ. It's a different way to think about it because if we are born from above, born anew, born of God as God's children, we are continuing the flow of that divine life and love somehow even in these bodies and minds and souls and wills of ours. In fact, Paul would say to the church, you all are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the place where Christ's body is. That's where it resides in this world. And so, because we are a enfleshment of God's Spirit and life and love here and now, this is what the Apostle John says in one of his letters. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is perfected in us. So the way that we say yes to God is entering into a relationship of faith and trust and love in and with God and for God. And the nature of this relationship is, is that God's spirit and God's life and eventually God's love will finally wear us down and somehow get in us and transform the mind, the heart, the soul, and the will of us to truly love with the love of God. So our destiny is to become an incarnation of the very divine life and love of God. That's where all of this is headed. So the incarnation that we celebrate today opens up the possibility for communion with God through Jesus, the God-man. And we have a personal reception of that, and we also are a part of a communal or corporate reception of that life and that love. Let's just talk about the personal aspect of this love. We are personally responsible for our relationship with God and how we deal with others in our life. Uh, it's not a overly mystical thing. It's something that we can choose to participate in daily as we worship and pray and as we read scripture as we do all the things that we know we're supposed to do and then as we have our different engagements in life our different encounters with people at the store 
uh, at work, at home, at all the different ways that we interact with people, we are, in a sense, tested to see whether the love of God is actually flowing through our hearts, our minds, and our souls, and our bodies. So, uh, I came across a little list of things that would be Christmas gifts that we can continue to give, uh, not only during the season of Christmas, but all year long into 2021. The list comes from a devotional. Uh, You might imagine that over the years I have collected lots of devotionals from many authors. People give them to me as gifts. Uh, bought some. This one actually comes from uh, a uh, evangelical pastor and, and a preacher uh, named Chuck Swindoll. But it's a great list. Uh, this brings things home to us to to not conceive of this love of God and our interaction with others as some sort of thing foreign to our real life. This this is our real life. So the Christmas gifts that we can keep on giving are. Mend a quarrel. Seek out a forgotten friend. Dismiss a suspicion that you have about someone else. Hug someone tightly and whisper, I love you. At six feet apart, (laughs) maybe one day we'll be huggers again because we were always huggers at St. Francis before all of this stuff started. Forgive an enemy. Be gentle and patient with an angry person. There is a lot of anger today for many reasons, but many people are they are tired of this. They're frustrated. They're weary. They've been worn down. We can be gentle and patient with an angry person and not be hooked by that anger, hopefully. Express appreciation. Gladden the heart of a child. Make or bake someone uh, something for someone anonymously, <laughs> where you don't get the credit. <laughs> Listen, speak kindly to a stranger. Smile, laugh a little, li- a little bit, laugh a little more. Apologize if you are wrong. Now he keeps going for about another ten, but I'm going to just stop right there. You can see these are practical things, things that we can do every single day that show that our relationship to God and our participation in the divine life that has been incarnated into this world in Jesus and who flows through us in the Holy Spirit is something that can be accomplished and lived out on a daily basis personally. Now, we're also a community, a communion. We are the body of Christ here at St. Francis So we have a communal responsibility also to participate in God's life and love and extend it to others. And there's many ways that we do that. And I love the fact that we do a lot of outreach because that's the ultimate sign that we're reaching out beyond ourselves to help and serve others. But I came across a story that at least exemplifies the concept of communal love. And it's a story you may have heard about. Uh, It's about a farmer from North Dakota. He has a large farm near Crosby, North Dakota. And his name is Lane Unham. 
And uh, his combine caught fire as he was harvesting. And while he was uh, fighting the flames, he had cardiac arrest and he collapsed and had to be taken to the hospital. Well, if this harvest had gone unharvested, the loss would have been devastating for his entire family. In response, in response, 60 local farmers came together with 11 combines, 11 semi-trucks with trailers, several grain carts and tractors, and in about seven hours, they harvested approximately 15,000 bushels of canola and 35,000 bushels of durum across 1,000 acres in seven hours. Their wives made months' worth of meals and filled the freezer of the Unham family. The reporter, in talking to someone, a part of this community, uh, explained that uh, he was told the outpouring of support for the Lane family is not surprising for those who live here. We have a long history of helping people in our community when we are faced with tragedy and hardship. We strongly believe in faith, family, and the golden rule. That reporter ended his report by asking a question. As you read this story, did part of you wish that you lived in a community like that? And of course, we say, yes, amen. We do want to live in a community like that. And we do live in a community like that. And it's the community of St. Francis. Because I know that if tragedy struck and when tragedy has struck, I know that we have come together to communally take care of people, to be with people. And if you don't feel that that's happening, please let the clergy know and we will remedy that because each of us takes seriously this communal aspect of our faith and allowing the love of God to flow through us into the lives of all those that we meet and greet and interact with. Well, the promise of the resurrection, uh, rather the promise of the incarnation to all of us is that that incarnation continues to live out and play out in us while we have our time here on earth as we see God in this whole vision of the new creation because God's life and love, His will and His plan is simply unstoppable. So may the incarnation of God continue in us because we are truly God's children. Amen. Let us stand and proclaim our